if Batfleck took on Bale's Bane, he would be cracking Tom Hardy over his name. <laughs> like, Welcome to the Monarch Experience Podcast. Here at the Monarch Experience Podcast, we are all about giving students the platform to be able to voice their opinions about the things that matter to them. Today, there's something that matters to me so much. My favorite superhero growing up, my favorite superhero as a grown-up, my favorite superhero forever. This shouldn't come as a surprise because you clicked on the episode that said Batman. So where'd you think I was going to go? You think I was going to say Aquaman? Come on. We're talking about Batman today, and I am so excited. Before we jump into this, though, make sure that you're following us on social media, on Snapchat at the Monarch Experience Podcast. You know to look for the bald guy. Follow us on TikTok at MonarchXP, and then, of course, follow us on Twitter at TheMonarchXP. Let's jump right into this. We've got a lot to cover. This is a long one. We've got two incredible guests. Here they are. All right, so we've got... Two incredible, I would say marvelous, but Batman is obviously not Marvel, so I'll have to skip that kind of an introduction. But we've got two incredible people. We've got Rohan, former Memorial student, former content creator, uh, former OG content creator, former student council. I mean, what other things do we have, Rohan, that we could could use to introduce you? (laughs) Rohan, say hey to our audience. Uh, Hello, everyone. That's yes. it. No follow up. No follow up. <laughs> <laughs> Just a statement. I just like it, Rohan. How you doing, dude? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. You know, just wrapped That's, up uh, midterms. So wrapped up very, midterms. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Let our middle school students know how good they have it. Oh in, yeah. In okay. A, in a minute or less. Yes. So CAs, you only have four of them plus one PVA. PVAs are great. Uh, learn to appreciate projects because tests <laughs> are not fun. Um, you have one for each class, so midterms. I mean, some of them are easy, but like some of them are more difficult. So, you know, enjoy the CAs. I never thought I'd say this, but enjoy the CAs. I think you have any um, Memorial Current student listening likely throwing up as they hear you say that. Enjoy the CAs. They will. They will understand. <laughs> Don't tell us what to do, Rohan. It is so great to see you. It's so great to have you on this. Uh, of all the students and of all the former students that I could think of, that would be so good to be doing a Batman episode on. You're you're the man. And speaking of the man, we've also got a Monarch experience first. Which this is really really cool because I've been kind of like going back and forth with doing this throughout the 65 episodes that we've had and of all this is this is the one we've got Mr. Media Specialist Library Book Laminator Man himself we've got <laughs> Mr. Bucci Mr. I'm Bucci so excited what's happening oh man this is great i have been wanting to be on this podcast but i didn't want to put Mr. Ancona on the spot and be like hey you know can you invite me on um, but I, this is the episode for me to, to debut on is Batman. Batman is my guy. 
I like I like debut on this is cool because what you're doing you're you're really kind of opening doors in a way to to get students and teachers on at the same time and I, I feel like this could kind of shake up the uh, the structure the dynamic of the podcast a little bit which I think is good and listen for the rest of the staff if you want to get on like let's make it happen you tell me topics and we can do we don't even need we don't have to always have a student on we could just have a couple of teachers talking about a topic we could just talk about students the whole time (laughs) that'll go over well yeah mr bucci so happy that you're here rohan so happy that you're here let's oh let's talk batman let's talk batman um there's no real reason we're doing this too like there's no like movie coming out there's no like anniversary i'm sure we could find something that we could tie it into the 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 flash is coming out in oh yeah it's gonna be a batman movie with the reprise of michael keaton's batman oh wait really yeah i mean how do you have a flash movie and then you have michael keaton coming to steal the show like yeah oh yeah you're stealing the show that's not fair to the yeah we're really gonna steal it yeah and and uh Ben Affleck's Batman's supposed to be in it as well. Oh, really? Oh, are yeah. they doing like a Batman verse? I guess, yeah. I really okay. thought that Ben. I thought Ben Affleck was done. You know, after um the Snyder cut, right? That was like his final movie. He got his. He got like kind of his trilogy. Right, but yeah, I know he's in this. I don't. He's not in it for as long as Keaton is supposed to be in it. Um, but I think he, from what I've read online, he's only in the beginning which I guess okay. pushes Flash out of that universe and into uh, what eventually is going to be the Keaton universe. Why is Batman objectively cooler than Superman? Okay, Batman, he can bend all the rules of superheroes. He can do, like, I don't know, like, if Batman versus Superman really covers it that much, but all, like, the other Batman material, like, the animated ones, he just yeah. does whatever he wants. And, like, but he does follow his own one rule, don't kill. Like he kind of follows that like very strictly, except when he doesn't. <laughs> mm, except when <laughs> which he doesn't. is in like every movie. Any see that's what's funny about Batman v Superman is everyone was up in arms that oh Batman kills in this movie. Oh yeah, well, I guess you didn't see the other Batman movies because he kills just about in every other one. He kills yeah. in Batman eighty nine. He kills in Batman Returns. Mm. Uh, Batman Forever. I don't remember so much. I don't I'm think sure he, he kills, kills in Batman there. Forever. No, um, well, doesn't in the Dark Knight Two Face. Yeah, because he, yeah, I think so. Like oh. he, I mean, you know that he's standing on that beam, and when he goes to flip the coin, you know that if you throw those coins up in the air, he's going to reach for him, and like it's, it's, meh, it's kind of like second yeah. degree. Yeah, and same and, thing in the Nolan movies, yeah. which everyone holds in high regard. Which I mean, I do too. But he lets uh, Ra's al Ghul die, which True. is essentially he's like, I'm not going to save you. Okay, so you're you're essentially <laughs> yeah, that- allowing him to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's like the teenager, you didn't tell me not to. <laughs> yeah, and same thing in, you know, The Dark Knight Rises. He practically kills um, uh, Talia. I mean, he's like yeah. blowing her up with, with the the bat wing or the, uh, I think it's just called the bat. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's like, like it's like everyone got so up in arms in, in BVS and I'm like. It happens been, in every other uh, one. He's been doing this in every movie. Like why all of a sudden are people up in arms about that? But I don't know. It was It was such like a weird time when that movie came out and i think you're i think it has to do with yeah. marvel that just the marvel competition yeah, of and civil then, war at the time it's like a battle line was drawn and like 
you know, you had to pick one or the other. I'm like, why can't we just like both? And no, then, that, but that's with everything. Yeah, you, yeah. you have to pick. Are you this or are you that? It's like, the, yeah. you can I enjoy mean, both. So Batman, so Batman is just objectively the coolest superhero out there. I think Marvel Spider-Man takes the cake for like coolest superhero just because, you know, Spider-Man is Spider-Man. But I think overall Batman wins be- just because <clears throat> he does things that no other superhero can. And the best part is he's just a man. You know, yeah. he he represents like peak mortality, you know, like, you know, he, he will die at some point, but he's so like physically strong and mentally strong at the same time. Like, I remember there's like a like a Batman journal, right? Some author like wrote about like kind of like his log, right? And he like bench presses like a thousand, like a thousand pounds or something. And he can still outrun most Olympic sprinters. And can, and is like and, go, the, and he goes toe to toe with Superman. Who oh is yeah, the yeah, strongest yeah. superhero ever, and like he's the only person that could do that. Exactly. You know, and I thought the Christian Bale portrayal. I, I think it was either in it probably was Dark Knight or maybe it was Batman Begins. I thought they did a nice job of showing the strength too, because I feel like in a lot of the other portrayals of him, you know, it's Val Kim wearing a turtleneck, it's George Clooney being like snarky, and you're like, uh, where is this guy like physically? Yeah, he's got I the mean, rubber so, suit, but Christian I, Bale's doing. You know, like he's waking up and you can see him yeah. beat up, bruises everywhere, and yeah. immediately goes starts doing push ups. Like, yeah, and I, I remember that, that was, one scene watching yeah, that with my like, dad. I'm like, I gotta do that. I remember thinking like, so this, so that's Batman being like jacked and like actually taking care of his body. Like where Alfred's even bringing him, like drink this, like you need your recovery. Also, one thing I didn't like about the Nolan movies was that. Batman wasn't massive. Like Batman begins, he was like a full 220 pounds. Like like he was like he was he was pretty big in Batman Begins. But then he they dropped him to 180 for production costs. I don't know why they did that. They should have kept like a more cuz he came became kind of like slender to a certain extent, right? I think they should have kept him as like a little bit bigger. And I think that's what the new Batman movie, it captures that physicality of him. But I will get to the Batman 2022. I have a whole yeah, well, like, I'm sure we'll, we'll get, get we'll there. Get there. Yeah. So, so speaking of Bruce Wayne, why don't we do this right now? Who do you think the who has the best Bruce Bale. Wayne portrayal? Just purely Bruce Wayne, because Bale. when you think Bruce Wayne, you got to think both the uh, billionaire, uh, playboy type guy, and you got to think also the tortured kind of like you know my parents are dead, yeah, uh, and I'm living in a castle all by myself. So, who, Rohan, we'll start with you. Who do you think has the best? Bruce Wayne portrayal. So, best Bruce Wayne portrayal either has to go to Pattinson or Bale. Bale portrays that kind of like very charismatic, like ladies man kind of guy. Like you can see, like he just casually picks up supermodels. Like, yeah. oh yeah, oh I bought the restaurant, you know, so they can like whatever <laughs> do whatever in like the pool or something like that. I remember that like to it was like in the Dark Knight. Yeah, and he's like he's like casually like just dishing around money because you know he's he's Bruce Boy the Bruce Wayne the Playboy <laughs> billionaire, you know. And Pattinson captures not the greatest Bruce Wayne portrayal, like the Playboy side. He captures like the the emotional trauma of what it's like to like have such a tortured soul. And the best thing that brings that out is when uh, when Alfred picks up the, the explosive package from the Riddler. Mm. And Bruce, like, he's completely distraught. You know, he buries that pain down, like, stuffs it down. And then he finally brings out that trauma just so he can face his fear. And and as Alfred tells him, like, you know, the truth about how his parents died, it wasn't as bad as he thought it was. But, like, it forced him to come to, like, conclusions with, like, come to terms with himself. Like, 
I am depressed. And the whole movie is about him like turning from a symbol of vengeance to a symbol of hope, right? So it's, I think they're going to show a character arc as in like Batman becoming more, like Bruce Wayne showing his more like playboy billionaire side, right? Pattinson's, Pattinson's Bruce Wayne uh, looks miserable to be around. Yeah, he is. Like, I would, not, I would not want to know him, emo, hang out with him. He's super, super emo. But super he, emo. He brings out, like, that, like, really depressed, dark side of him, you know? So, like, he represents, like, that very brooding, like, built. Like, Pattinson got, like, pretty jacked. He wasn't lean. He was jacked. You know, because he didn't have, like, those, like, etched abs or, like that Bale had, right? But he was, like, massive. He was big. I'm forgetting Pattinson's body type i guess i, remember and, like I this... know and i know why it's because when i think pattinson i think of brock osweiler because uh-huh. they look exactly the same so i'm thinking like six <laughs> foot seven string bean i appreciate you knowing that reference uh but i guess i always pictured christian bale as being way more compact and physically stronger yeah i mean portrayal. i get what you, yeah but like i remember there's this one shot you know like he's so basically he's like trying to solve the mystery right so he's just shirtless in the room and then there's one shot of him walking out of his room like putting on a shirt you see his back it's massive i mean like he's got like the muscle and when he puts on the bat suit he's just like an absolute unit and he has I the height for I, all it. i picture is just brock osweiler yeah. I cannot unsee yeah. it. Uh, Bucci, who's your best bruce wayne portrayal I think I got to go also with Christian Bale. Um, I think he meets like Batman's almost like a Trinity in itself because you have Batman and then you have Bruce Wayne, the mask Bruce Wayne, which is like the playboy millionaire. Um, and then there's Bruce Wayne, the, the person, the real Bruce Wayne and Bale portrays all three of those. You know, there's three different characters he's playing in that movie and um, I think he does the best job of bringing those out without it ever coming across as like over the top or too moody. Oh, yeah. Like that was my problem with, with Pattinson. I, just, I felt like it was too much um, to the point where like I, I personally didn't enjoy it. I didn't buy it. But I think Bale was like the, the peak portrayal for, for Bruce Wayne. Now, Especially, Batman, that's, a, that's another question. If you say yeah. who's the best we'll, Batman, we'll get, we'll get there well, that's, for sure. that's different. But when Bruce Wayne, it definitely goes to Bell. I agree, Bucci, with what you're saying. I've only watched – how many times have you watched The Batman? Have you seen it twice I've, or just I once? saw it in theaters, and then when it came on HBO Max, I watched it again, and like I stopped – I really love the first 20 minutes. I think yeah. the first 20 minutes – is some of the best Batman on film. Yeah. And then I kind of get like, I don't want to say bored, but I get disinterested. Yeah. I mean, it's a very long movie. I loved it in the movie theaters. Uh, It did not, and you know, we'll talk about this movie, I'm sure, in a little bit more depth soon. I I didn't feel while I was, I was loving it while I was watching it. Uh, I definitely totally recognized the length and felt the length and felt my stamina kind of waning yeah. as I was watching it. It wasn't like Dark Knight, because I remember Dark Knight was, what, like two hours and 45 minutes, which at the time was, like, really, really long. Well, I you didn't feel it. You didn't end- feel it at all. No, I didn't feel it at all. That movie ended, and I was like, wait, it's over? Wait, it's been three hours? Um, but, but yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you're saying about uh, Bucci, about Christian Bale's portrayal, because I think you see that the tortured side a lot more in Batman Begins with the whole Rachel stuff, and then, obviously, I mean, you see it with, Rachel and the second one as well, uh, but him kind of learning how to cope with it. I think that you have those scenes with um, with who played Rachel in the first one, uh, 
Dawson's uh, Creek. Yeah. Um, Kate, no, not Kate. Katie uh, Holmes. Katie, Katie Holmes. Holmes. Yeah, like you see the scenes like where he's like in the kitchen with her and they're talking. Then obviously like the letter. The, the, I feel like there's a lot there that you see that when you when I think of the the trilogy, I, I kind of don't think of the tortured one as much. Uh, but I think I agree with you. Christian Bale, I think, is the best Bruce Wayne portrayal in a uh, real life live action version of Batman. Uh, as far as Batman is concerned, from looks to uh, cadence to voice, even all things, what would you say is the best Batman portrayal? Rohan, we'll let you go first. Yeah. All right. So my Batman list. So Batman in terms of – so Batman, I kind of rank him by three attributes. So number one is physicality. Like like, is does he meet the Batman profile? Because Batman in the comics is a monster. 240 pounds, 6 foot 2. Like, he is, like, insane. So, does he meet... Does he come close to that? So, and then physicality. Then I say fight scenes. Like, what are okay. the fight scenes like? And then the third thing was, like, um, does he... Does he... Like, the voice. The voice is also very important. So... So for so, physic- so Rohan, I'm gonna cut in on you. Uh, Christian Bale's voice, yay or nay? Nay. Okay. So I will get to the voice. Voice is very interesting, but um, physicality. I think Pattinson takes the cake for that, just because of just how he's built. I know you can't really picture it, but trust me, if you like, if you watch rewatch the movie or just see a couple of clips, like as he's like. As he's like, as he's Batman, because they took a lot of inspiration from like tactical armor suits and stuff, so it yeah. made him look like bigger and bulkier, right? So then, I second, do rewatch it. I just have to find you know like three and a half yeah. hours to <laughs> sit and, and do it. So then, uh, second is Affleck, right? He's like, he's what like what they call like fat Batman, you know, like uh, what's his name, Frank Miller's Batman. Like totally Frank Miller's Batman. Massive. Like 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 I know Ben Affleck got like super cut for the movie and they're like, We're doing like a fat Batman, like Frank Miller thing. <laughs> and he's like, understood. And he just got massive. <laughs> right? And like it, you can definitely tell, like, he is packed on a lot of like mass for this movie. Yeah. Like and you could see it through the suit too, which I appreciate. Like yeah. he's way clunkier. Yeah. Um, but not in a not in a bad way. Not I in a bad think, way. Like, he, he moved great. The costume in that, I think, is amazing. Yeah, I mean, and the head turn. Like, he can actually do head turns, I'm pretty sure, in that, So, which is I a kinda, big thing. I don't know. I, I do like the no head turn. I yeah, know, like, like, it's like the, I, I kind of like the whole, like, there's something way more imposing that I, I think when I think. You of, have to, like, turn around completely. When you have to physically turn towards someone versus just turning your head. It's like I The Undertaker like, if we're doing wrestling. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That might be. That, dude, that's like, amazing. Like, it's like, totally like, Undertaker doing the sit up and turn. Uh, yep. Yeah. And I think there's something about that. And I, I know, Rohan, you were saying about, like, the the, the physicality. And for some reason, I, I keep my, my brain just shot to the opening scene in uh, 89 Batman. Where he's yeah. on the roof with the two thugs, and like he's so swift in his mannerisms and in his movements, and I think that it's almost it's super calculated, and you see that again at the end of that movie with uh, the thug that's doing yeah, all like, yeah. the movement, the bald guy with the mustache or whatever. Yep. <laughs> I, and I think the movements are so swift, and that's where I kind of really love eighty nine Batman. So Rohan, which right. one is your favorite? So, all those things considered. So uh, number one is Pattinson. I'm uh, just off okay. of physicality. Pattinson then. 
um Affleck than Bale. Obviously, Bale had like a, had like a killer physique, you know. Yeah. Uh, so then, second fight scenes. So fight scenes, I gotta give it to um Ben Affleck's fight scenes. Just in Batman versus Superman, because you kind of see like the fight scenes become less and less realistic. But it's um it's super cool to see Batman just like own Superman. Like he just like totally KOs him. Then he takes him by like a like a chain and just drags him across. <laughs> it's just insane. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I mean the and then then when the Martha scene happens, but it's okay. We can forget. Yeah, we're not gonna that. talk about the Martha scene anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously. Why did you uh, say that name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then uh, that that whole scene, like with the the whole movie, it plays out like an SNL skit. Yeah, uh, Bucci, who is your uh, best Batman portrayal? All right, so this this is tough for me because Batman is my guy. Everyone always associates me with Star Wars, um, but I actually like Batman more than Star Wars, and not a lot of mm. people know that. Um, I think it's because the library is just littered with Star Wars paraphernalia. Yes, um, this is crazy, and that's just because people gift me that stuff. Everything that you see, most of the stuff that I have Star Wars is stuff that people have just given to me, which is nice, and I love Star Wars. But like Star Wars, as a kid growing up, was always there. Like I don't remember discovering Star Wars. Mm. My brother liked it; he grew up with it, and like it was just always in my life. So I, of course, I love Star Wars. But Batman, Batman eighty nine, when I went to the theater as a kid to see that was the first time like something blew my mind where I was like, this is the thing. This is my thing. And it's been ever since. So 89 Batman, Michael Keaton, he holds such a place in my heart. Cause that like changed my life. Like I just love Batman that got me into comic books. Like I liked Batman mm. before that, but it was like the cheesy Adam West, like the super yeah. friends. It was, oh, like, yeah, it's just, it's Batman. Like <laughs> yeah. he's a funny guy. It's a kid and cartoon. I, and yeah. And then like, I saw that movie, I was like 9 or 10, and to see something like that dark, I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Um, so, like, he's been my Batman forever, which is I see, weird, see what you did there. Yeah, see what I did there? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's hard for me to say this. In terms of, like, the be- who portrays the essence of Batman the best... Um, I think I got to go with Affleck because he really is like the quintessential comic book Batman. And if that's, if we're looking for like an objective, like who's the best version of Batman, like Affleck kind of hits all the check boxes for me. And, and I agree. When we talk he's not about my favorite. That is very right. He's not my favorite. Like yeah. he will always be my favorite, but in terms Same. of portrayal, like here's, here's what I pose to people who ask me this. If we put all of the Batman in a room, we put, Adam West, Batman, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Pattinson, Bale, and Batfleck, and say, have at it, there's only one Batman that's walking out of that fight. Right. And that's Batfleck. Yeah. He will destroy them. Yeah. If Batfleck took on Bale's Bane, he would be cracking Tom Hardy over his knee. Like, <laughs> and that too, there's no they, doubt about the it. The fight scenes would be hilarious because Tom yeah. Hardy is not a very tall guy. And no, then, he's not. And then you have this absolute monster that is Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. And he's walking over and just like, <laughs> and the movie's over. The Bane breaking Batman scene would have never happened. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you can you can do it with with Batfleck. Yeah, I, you know, I I kind of agree with everything you say, Bucci, because Batman eighty nine, same thing for me. Like I was, I mean, I was a little bit younger, but I, I still remember like my dad had the VHS of that thing, and that thing was beat up. We just watched it nonstop, and yep. even as like a six, seven, eight year old, like I knew every line from that movie. Yep, you guys uh, are old. Yeah, <laughs> and but like, but you got to remember too, Rohan. You know, like superheroes at the time were cheesy, and like the, yeah. the first, you know, like, the, you have, the, the, you have the Adam live, West, right? Like, as yeah, the, you have. I mean, that, but that was even thirty years before, like our time or Batman eighty nine. You, you've got really this like. You had Superman, right, with uh, Christopher Reeves, which was really cool and everything. But he was still like a skinny guy wearing spandex. Yeah. And, and to see Michael Keaton. And it, was a, it was a fun family film. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. like anything like edgy. Yeah, I mean, that first scene when you see Batman open and it's like the rooftop and the two guys. And I, I still remember always thinking bad guys had scruff on their face. Because like those two guys that are up there, one of them is they have like the bags under his eyes, like they look like drug addicts. Like the other one's got just like the scruff all over his face too. Even uh, the detective kind of had like the mustache, but he had the scruff too, where he looked mm-hmm. unshaved and unkept. And and that always stood out to me, where I was just like, this this is serious. This is like a real like this is real. This is intense. Um, yep. So I, I got to go, Keaton, nostalgia. Um, but I think as far as uh, Bucci, you said it perfect. Objective, it, it's Batfleck. Uh, best total package, though, and I want to consider all things, not just Batman, but if we can Explain. also weigh in the portrayal of the villains, uh, we could also portray or you know tie in the aesthetic of the the scenery of Gotham with go- how Gotham is portrayed. Where are you going for best total package? I'm going to tell you that for me, it's the animated series. I think that is, and I almost feel like I don't want to talk about the animated series as we're ranking each category because it's just going to be animated series. I, I think yeah, that's I the mean, best Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I think that's the best Batman. I, I, yeah. like, I think that's it, it's the best for everything, and it's a cartoon. But like we we can't over we can't say it enough. I think it's um, I think it's the best. Yeah, to me, it's because of Gotham. I mean, it's because of everything, right? But like the way that Gotham is portrayed, it it just looks classic. It looks old it looks like the 1920s 30s 40s uh like it just looks like a different time period in the world the and batman, i love that it's not modern batman like the animated series you know the one that came out batman brave and brave beyond something like that that was my introduction to batman you know okay like how you you know how you have like a classic 19 like the 60s spider-man one like the spider-man like i used yeah. to watch that and the batman show like the batman like the, like the animated show those that was basically my introduction to like superheroes and then okay like i thought he was so cool <laughs> like he was just like this and like they show him as basically a shadow like in some scenes he kind of like emerged like they did a really good job at like kind of show emerging like showing him into the light and he's like like he's like this absolute darkness and just like come into like an actual figure and i remember thinking that's so cool. Are you? Are well, you saying? If I could get. Are you saying that's your best Batman total package? Uh no. Best Batman total oh. package is Arkham. Okay. I I, I want to get nerdy for a second. If if we can just stick on the animated series. So when I went to uh, the Warner Brothers lot and they had this huge like Batman museum there, it's it's if you guys haven't seen it, you have to go. The thing I learned there about the animated series and what Rohan's saying about the darkness of it is. For the cartoon, instead of using um, the white cells and then putting the colors on 
uh, they actually used black cells and then added the color. That's why the animated series has such a unique dark look because they didn't use the traditional white cells to color on it. It was it was black cells. That's so cool. That's so cool. I mean, you just put Spider-Man, the 90s one, next to just a, a screen grab from that. Yeah. A screen grab from even, like, the brightest sunny day scene from the animated series. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a totally different vibe. Yeah. Different and Kevin vibe. Conroy is the voice of Yeah. Batman. He's the voice Ke- of Batman. Ke- Kevin Rest Conroy is just... Yeah. Yeah. He's... He, he is the perfect Batman voice because he's got all three. Like... Yeah, he he's, has a Bruce got, Wayne. The, he's got a Bruce Wayne, the broody. Yep. He's got kind of like the jovial, like, I'm going to go to all the galas and the balls. And his yep. Batman voice is is awesome. Plus, right. man, that show, it's just the total package just because of the writing, too, what they're able to do in 21 minutes. Uh, yeah, such, I mean, like, they create it's a whole story, and then, like, they just give it to you. Like, it's it's marketed to kids, which is... Yeah. Yeah. But it's is, But it's... It's so much smarter than that. Like the yeah. the silicone heart, uh, like that one it, with the robot uh, Batman, and the the theme at the end where like he he can't kill Batman because he learns what it is to be human, human. and and it's like what that's for seven year old like seven year old me watch that and obviously that went all over my head. I was just like <laughs> ah robot evil Batman uh, watching that now as a as an adult, I'm like, this is mind blowing. The two face two parter, the clay face two parter. Yeah, like the, that's the Mister Freeze introduction. Oh my goodness, the Mister Freeze yeah. one alone is it's perfection. If, if they ever adapt, try to adapt Mister Freeze again for a movie, it has to be that storyline. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that was. Yeah, yeah. they kind of try to do that a little bit with uh, with Arnold. Uh, oh, <laughs> I mean, that was that was not the even first. Close. That was the first, I think, and only time when I went to go see Batman and Robin. The first and only time I ever wanted to walk out of a theater, but I couldn't because I couldn't drive yet. Yeah. But like I I hated that. I haven't hated a movie like that probably since like The Last Jedi. I hated it that much too. Wow. Wait, with Last but, Jedi is eight or nine? Yeah, eight. 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 Oh, I was, yeah, I was in, I that was hated, horrible. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> Batman and Robin to me is the is one of the worst movies ever made. I mean, they, yeah, let, they it let, really like, is. destroyed it. it destroyed I liked it. it when it came out because I was in fifth grade. So right, that was, and that like, was right a target up. audience. I'm not going to talk to you again. That was the wait right, because because they basically let um. So, but I was you, all into the we are no longer figures. friends. No, I get it. I, yeah, so, I was all into the action figures, man. And like, I, I, I really, I watched Batman Returns. I believe in the movie theater, and I really liked it. I wasn't, I wasn't scared by the my penguin. favorite Christmas movie. By but, the way, uh, we watched it. That was our first Christmas movie that we watched yeah. <laughs> uh, this Christmas season. Actually, excellent. Um, it's objectively a Christmas movie for sure. Yeah. Just like Die Hard. <laughs> Just like Die Hard. Die Hard. <laughs> that movie's great. No, I agree. I agree with those two takes. So, um, Batman and like Robin. So the whole, basically, the whole point of that was like, so you had like like Batman, like the eight, like uh, Michael Keaton, and then like they let Michael Keaton. What, what was the second movie he had? I forgot now. Batman, Batman Returns. Returns. Yeah. So Returns was like, I mean, there's like more edgy themes to it, like even more edgy than like the Batman, right? And so DC was like, we're selling to kids. Tim Burton, come on, you gotta remember this. And like, that's exactly it. And then they were like, wasn't it McDonald's that was like the big uh, one that was upset? I don't remember. They wanted they wanted to sell action, the happy toys. And then there was like some like very strange material. I watched it recently, and I'm like, what? I mean, it it is. I mean, Batman Returns 
it is pretty uh it's bizarre it's it's bizarre but it's, but it's tim burton bizarre. yeah it's tim I mean, burton it's tim i mean burton. it's no different than nightmare before christmas bizarre mm-hmm. times yeah. or, I mean, or any of his other stuff that he's yeah and then you have like batman forever right which is batman forever comes before batman and robin right because you have val kilmer yeah right yeah. so yeah, batman that one was okay it's okay yeah. batman it was forever, i don't love it but i don't hate it i like the val kilmer did an okay job you know it wasn't they but that was the first one with joel schumacher right because they they, yeah. booted, they booted burton Right, yeah. and then they're like, "Okay, Burton, uh, no, Schumacher." So they told Schumacher, "All right, go nuts, go bananas," you know. And then they created the abomination that is Batman and Robin. George, oh, but that opening scene in Forever Two, you you get that aesthetic for what Gotham looks like, and it looks very different yeah. than what it looked like in the first two movies. Yeah, and, it's like what happened it's, here. Yeah, it's like it's bright lights. It's like a the entire thing is a circus. Like the entire yeah. town is just a circus. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think we're all on the same page. It sounds like with uh, either Arkham or animated series. You know, the one thing I thought that was really cool in Batman Forever was I did again. This is because of the toys, and it was like my peak like action figure playing like time period. And yeah, I'm gonna get beat up now by my students. Now that they know that I played with action figures, like in third, I, fourth, I still and have grade. all of them. I still have all of them. Oh no, wait, I wait, still wait! Have all of them, but I no, was like okay, legitimately playing with them back then. Oh, I love it! Nice, Rohan. I have this so, on my desk. <laughs> the one thing I loved, and I love that you're showing the Batmobile there, is and this is a perfect segue for us. I loved at the time the Batmobile <laughs> that in Batman Forever. Like I love the exposed skeleton look because I remember buying like the action figure toy of it, and it had like the glow, like the glow blue, the the blue part of it like glowed up, I guess, or lit up, yeah, 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 um, or yeah. something like that. And I thought it that looked really, really cool, and it was way more modern. Now, obviously, I don't feel that way. I think it's the '89 Batmobile is one of the coolest yeah. vehicles. The way that it, like, if I could have that in my driveway. Um, Honestly, I, um, I wouldn't because it would get vandalized. But uh, well, honestly, you have to put you act, you have to activate the shield. The, I, obviously, the stop animation <laughs> shield. <laughs> I mean, uh, but the... so so let me pose this to you guys: best vehicle and or gadget. I'm gonna go 89 Batmobile, and I think a second runner up for me is the the Batwing. I think the visual of it going up in the sky and then covering the moon. Classic. That alone, I'm like, man, that thing is awesome. All right, so uh, let's start with you. Which vehicle or gadget are you going? All right. So anytime someone ever asked me, like, oh, if you ever won the lottery, what's like the first thing you would do? And it's Tell always me it's the Batwing. I, would, I would go and buy the 89 Batmobile. Like <laughs> I would go and find one or have one made that that is going to be the first purchase. That is my favorite car vehicle in any movie ever. I would rather have that than like the Millennium Falcon. Like, 89 Would you Batmobile. drive it to school? A hundred percent every day. Yes, that would be yeah. hilarious. Yeah, you're not going to make it up of up uh, Nolan though. That thing is low to the ground. <laughs> well, I'll fire that that hook thing that comes out and you know grapple around. And yeah, if then, we ever have um, ice. And then in terms of gadgets, because I think did you say gadgets or are we just doing yeah. vehicles? Yeah, vehicles and gadgets. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna zag here, and I'm gonna go with the shark repellent. From the bat shark repellent from the 66 Batman show. So for those youngins that's never watched the Batman the 66 bat TV show, uh, Batman's cl- trying to get up the, the bat helicopter and a shark jumps out of the water and is stuck on Batman's leg. And Batman, who has everything in his utility belt, happens to have 
the Batman anti-shark uh, repellent in his utility belt, and he takes out the spray, and he sprays the shark, and the shark falls off of his leg. So that just shows, like, in any situation, Batman can always count, can uh, come up on top. I imagine, like, Robin, like, four days before that was like, bat shark repellent. Holy yeah. cow, Batman. Like, why would you need this? He's like, you never know, Robin. You never know. <laughs> uh, uh, Rohan, what is, your, what is your favorite? Let's go top two if you, if you need. All right, favorite so, vehicle and or gadget. So vehicle, um, I have two of them. So I'm a bit more, you know, a little bit more modern with it. I think the, like the, like the, the Tumblr from the, the Dark Knight trilogy is yeah. so freaking cool it has such it a is. cool sound and then like the back burner as well like and especially when you go into like like you, you get into like the the weapons mode it's super mm. cool uh Where but he, he like he like sinks down like, like yeah. under it right yeah i think the 89 is like a given the batmobile and batwing but one thing i did like from the pattinson movie was the very very different style of batmobile it was basically an atv but it looked super cool and the the fire in the back was such Hmm. the blue fire was such a nice touch yeah so that is that is my so like the 89 obviously both the batmobile and the batwing and the tumbler and as a runner-up i'd give the the batman batmobile but i feel like they deliberately left it as like very bare bones on purpose because i feel like they're building a whole arc for the character and i feel like that's definitely something they're gonna build on yeah very year uh year year one ish right yes yeah Yeah. favorite or top two i'm not gonna make you pick just one let's do top two favorite batman movies let's do lightning round no explanation we've talked about them non-stop I'm gonna. I'll go first. I'll tell you mine are Batman '89 and Dark Knight. Dark Knight. I can. I can pretty much. Re- Dark Knight is like walk the line for me. I can. Every time it's on, I could just sit there and, and watch it from any point that the movie started, and I'm and I'm content. I gave an explanation, though I said not to. Bucci, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Batman '89 and Batman v Superman. All right. All right. Ron, um, we know where you're gonna go with this. Batman '22 and Dark Knight. Awesome. All right. So still think, we'll, I still think Dark Knight Rises is better, but that's okay. <laughs> oh. Go ahead. And now's the time for to to actually address this. Why is Dark Knight Rises better? I think so. In terms of again, if we're going to be objective movie making, the Dark Knight is the better movie. Should have won Best Picture, or at least should have been nominated that year. But Heath Ledger won. But in terms of own personal entertainment value, I could rather I'd rather sit and watch The Dark Knight Rises more than the dark knight i just feel like it's more entertaining i see where you're coming from that yeah it's got more action um i love like i'm a sucker for like the hero loses really badly and then has to like like rocky or hulk up and come back at the end and like like he beats bane and and talia whereas like the dark knight it's like he almost loses at the end and it's like the joker kind of wins he he messes up two-face batman goes into exile it's it's sad it's a great movie don't get me wrong but i I like The Dark Knight Rises better. I think it's to me. I can find more entertainment value in it. Yeah. Oh no. Do you like Return of the Jedi more than Empire Strikes Back? No. Okay. All right. I was worried Good. there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite. You know, it, this maybe this, this is a perfect transition too. I wonder if you'd agree with this, Bucci, that Dark Knight was almost more of like a the highlight on the villains 
rather than yeah. the heroes yeah. conquering and reconquering and Definitely. falling and then rising back up. And and maybe 100%. that's why it's so beloved. You agree with that? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Like Heath, Heath Ledger stole that movie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, and Two Face was fantastic in that movie. Yeah. I thought you could have held him off for a separate movie, which I was very surprised that they fully started his storyline, peaked it, and then ended it kind of quickly. If you ask me, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I have no complaints about that movie at all. I mean, Favorite Batman villains in general, not just. I mean, we can pick a certain portrayal if we want to, but. Favorite Batman villains? You can go top five, you go top three, whatever whatever is your preference. And if you have a specific affinity towards one version, make sure you say it. Rohan, go ahead. All right. Number one, you obviously know what it's going to be. It's going to be Joker. Uh, the, I, I agree. The Heath, Leather, yeah, the Heath Ledger version totally kills it, but every iteration except Jared Leto is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it really shows a dyke like the – I mean, you can, I'm sure as an English teacher, you can relate character foils, you know, they're kind of opposite, yeah. but in the same way, they're the same. They're both insane, right? They've yeah. both kind of like gone off the deep end and they're both trying to grapple with the effects. One is trying to save the city. One is just a chaos maker, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, second is definitely, uh, it's it's Two-Face. Two-Face is, is such an interesting like moral character, like it's his morality. Yes. Like, yeah. how he leads everything up to a coin flip is just, I think it's great. See, I love everything about two, I mean, except for Tommy Lee Jones' portrayal. I mean, it's like Tommy Lee Jones basically saw Jack Nicholson and was like, yeah, that sounds good. I'll do that. <laughs> I, I can do that too, yeah. Yeah, it's like, no, 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 don't do not don't, don't do that. That's it's not what you're supposed to do, dude. Um, and he had that <laughs> Two-Face. Um, Two-Face in every portrayal except for that one, I think has been just phenomenal and i agree with everything you're saying rohan for me the more interesting part is the the constant trying 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 to make something better trying to like you know fix the justice system trying to do right and inevitably just the world screwing you over and him just kind of descending into madness i've always loved that aspect of two-face where it's not so much almost the character himself it's more of the harvey dent up until he eventually becomes Two-Face. The coin flip stuff is cool, uh, but I just always kind of loved, and I thought they did a great job in Dark Knight, obviously, yeah. and the, the, two, the two-part the two Two-Face, one of the animated series, they Harvey Dent is, I think, a really, really great character, and I love that the animated series spent so much time establishing Harvey Dent in so many episodes before the Two-Face episode, which was just such a nice touch that you just really became acquainted with Bruce Wayne's relationship with him with his you know like his foothold in the city uh, as well but uh Two-Face is definitely up there for me too Rohan who else you got those are those are my top two all right so then we get into so my next choice is Hush Hush is like okay yeah it's like he's 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 like another great example of a character foil you know you have one orphan, one orphan, one person mimic the other, and yeah. it kind of drives them both insane, you know? I yeah. I was actually hoping at the end of the Pattinson Batman that instead of Joker, it would be Hush. Because he still, he still has the scars, but it makes so yeah. much more sense for it to be a Hush. Because, you know, it, it totally leads to that buildup of like, you know, he's like about hope now and about like better things. And Hush would totally try to drag that down and like... Like, make him, like, bring him back, try to bring him back into that darkness. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. As much as 
I mean, we, we're. I think we've seen enough Jokers. Also, and the problem with Joker is that would have been a also choice. the problem with Joker couldn't is that you you've basically inevitably go into it's what I, what I like to call the ledger paradox. You can yeah. never escape it. Joker will like no matter who you cast, you can never outdo uh, Heath Ledger, right? Yeah, it is. It is a like you can you cannot do that. So I'm really really hoping that it's Hush. Instead of the yeah, Joker. I, I actually would have been okay with that too, as much as, I mean, again, he's my favorite Batman villain. He's probably the greatest superhero comic book villain yeah. of all time, maybe. I, I would have been totally fine not having Joker in it. Yeah. And, and I really like, and, and I don't want to you know, take this train off the tracks too much. I really am totally fine with Joker not being a focal point of the second one at all. I don't know what the plan is. I'm, I really haven't read much about it at all. But I think it'd be cool if he kind of played like a Hannibal Lecter kind of role. Where help yeah. help Batman solve stuff. Like keep him in the prison. Don't let him out. Like we've seen that version of him. It'd be so cool to have the psychological dynamic between the two and then let there be, you know, another physical villain on the outside. It looks like they've already tried to like set that up as in like because they already have Batman, who clearly caught the Joker before. Because this is his right. second year doing it, right? So he's clearly yeah. caught the Joker before, and he mentioned it's a comeback story. So that's yeah. a big clue. I'm saying it's not Joker in the prison. It's Hush. Yeah, because I hope so. It's oh. a comeback story. You know that'd be make way more sense. That'd line up way more. But if it's a Joker, the Hannibal Lecter scenario would be very cool to see. Yeah, I like. That. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, I like that a lot. and then. Who who else you got, Rohan? Round it out. All right, we got Riddler, obviously, because the Riddler is like the perfect antithesis to Batman's detective side. You know, he those okay. two those two because Batman has like three sides: physical, mental, uh, and like emotional. But emotionally, you really don't see until Bruce Wayne comes. But basically, mm. physical and mental. Basically, um, like Bane really gets to the physical side. Like I see Joker as like pushing him both to his limits, but Bane pushes. Batman to his physical limits, and um, uh, Riddler pushes him to his intellectual limits. Really, like, because Riddler is really, really smart. And that kind of drives Batman to go into this detective mode. Because the real threat isn't, like, physical violence, you know? Because Batman, if he he and Riddler had a one-on-one, Batman would, like, done. Yeah. But it's the intellectual battle, like, mind the battle of the mind. And then, obviously, number five is Bane. Okay. Yeah, so that's my list. Riddler and Bane, never crazy big fans of, and I think I've seen them only as pretty one-dimensional. But I like your your take on the Riddler. Pucci, who you got? Best Batman villain ever, Condiment King. (laughs) 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 Oh, wait, no, 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 that's the worst one. We'll we'll get to that later. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's the Joker. Uh, We don't have to relitigate that. Um, just what's interesting though, like at what we were saying about like, a, like, a, let's give the Joker rest for a little bit. I remember seeing Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal, which was great as well. Yeah. I loved it. And talking to like non like comic book fans, I remembered someone I was arguing with them because they were like, Oh, Oh, this is the, the prequel to the dark Knight, right? He becomes, um, Keith Ledger's Joker, and I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> like, what? no, no. And like, you know, it's like, okay, like, see, people, like, like people who aren't in the world, like we are, just they're not getting yeah, I mean, all like, the yeah. different but versions of it. I loved Joker just because of 
this there's so many possibilities in what actually happened you know there's a crazy theory that none of the movie actually happened you know how he starts like like a, like almost like a civil <laughs> right. rebellion bucci who else do you have all right so let's uh let's go catwoman um Okay. I think she's a great villain because then she also becomes a love interest. Right. Yeah. And what an interesting story. Like you fall in love with the person you're trying to capture and they literally play the the cat and mouse game. Yeah. Um over the years. You know, they they, they get together, they break up. Um, you know, Batman tries to save her by making her a good guy, and sometimes she is, sometimes she's not. I think in the comics they tried to get married, but then yeah. that didn't work out. Um you know, I've been loosely following some of the the modern stuff, but like, what what a great what a great villain! You know, like someone you you can't be with, uh, but that's the person, of course, you're going to fall in love with. I'm I'm a sucker for that. That's pretty cool. It's always hard for me to explain to my son, who's five. Like he's like, is she a good guy or bad? Guy? I'm like, yes, yes, That is that is a very good way to describe it. Yes, yeah. Who yeah, else I you got liked, in your uh, top five? Oh, um, like Mr. Freeze, I think that's just a fun concept. Again, the animated series yeah, and the I Arkham, the, um, the Arkham uh, game, Mr. Freeze, like great fun portrayals. I hope that's, that's where they go eventually with live action. And Bane, I really like Bane as a villain, the, the physicality of Bane, but the genius of Bane. He's not just a brute, like he's mm. a genius too. Like he outwitted Batman. Um, in the comic storyline, we can we, if we're going to talk comic books, um, Nightfall. You know, he has the plan he to figure out who Batman is. He breaks all the villains out of Arkham to wear Batman down, and then when Batman's like at his lowest point, is when he attacks and breaks Batman. And it's Dark Knight Rises kind of follows a similar story. Yeah. To, you know, they yeah. can't, they can't do the whole thing. Um, and I love that. Like in the movie version, he's like, I was wondering what would give first. You know, your your body. Or your spirit, and then it's like, and then he breaks him. Like, like this is the guy that broke Batman. Like we always say, yeah. like Batman can win any fight. This is the guy that broke Batman that he lost. I him. mean, like, that's that's awesome. My excuse that awesome. for that is that Batman didn't have prep time. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have prep. He didn't adequately warm up. He no, didn't study for the test. No, because I don't think because I think um, Affleck kind of shows how powerful Batman is with prep time. If he has like. Oh, like a couple of days to this twelve-week like, training program. Exactly. No, not even just that. It's a couple of days. He he steals kryptonite. He builds a like, he builds a kryptonite weapon. Like, and Alfred is like super underrated in that entire in that entire franchise just because of how crazy good of an engineer he is. Right. He he helps uh, he helps Bruce Wayne engineer like these like kind of like gas like kryptonite gas things which weakens Superman. And then it just shows how how smart he is to be able to, like, analyze the situation, say, okay, this is how I take him down. And then does it. And the problem with Dark Knight Rises, and when, when he faces off against Bane, this is a Batman that just come out of retirement. He, he's, he had a problem with his knee. He just puts some, like, knee tech over it, and all of a sudden, <laughs> like, that doesn't work. Like, it takes a couple of days to, you know, get adjusted to that. He goes, nope, straight in for the fight, which is very, very out of character for Batman. B- Bane is pretty awesome. So he does it. But for me, uh, my, my top five is uh, Joker, Two-Face. I said, uh, I'm going to put... Uh, Mr. Freeze, purely from the animated series, like just that one portrayal alone makes him easily in my top five. Probably number three. Uh, number four, I'm going to go Clayface. 
always yeah. loved Clayface. Oh, uh, I, I think this, I that again, th- that two parter is maybe my favorite uh, episode or episodes of the animated series, and I just love the the shape shifting of him. Like as a kid, I always thought that was super cool, and his whole story is you know it's it's sad. He's he's a sad character trying to. Mm-hmm. To you know, regain past glory. I think that's a pretty cool concept, and then just the portrayal of what he looks like, I think, is really amazing. And then this might also just be be like loving the animated series and nostalgic, but I loved Man Bat. I like I thought Man Bat was just so cool that he was like the freak giant bat. Uh, but I also watching it now. What, through a different lens, I really kind of like the Jekyll and Hyde aspect of him too, where like this guy's like, oh man, like you know. Bats are the future. Humankind, we've screwed each other over. We're terrible, but bats don't do that. Uh, I, I, I like that too. Um, plus yeah, the that's toy. What, what, what's what's the Arkham game when like Man Bat comes out of nowhere and like I remember that scared the life out of me. You're just like on the roof, and then all of a sudden, like Man Bat just like comes in in the face on the screen and screams. I gotta yeah, get I, these I Arkham games. I think it was Arkham City. I mean, I, I played through like a couple of them, but like never, I never like played for completion. I was just at, like a friend's house, but uh, it was super fun. All of them were like really, really engaging. Also, like Pucci, I got to pick your brain about that at some point because I, I feel like I gotta, I gotta get the Arkham games. Also, like the Arkham is. Batman, Arkham Batman is so cool. That's yeah. all I've heard is just like it's like amazing. You're basically playing as like the animated series Batman. Oh, that's like, awesome. It's it's great. That is awesome. So as we're winding down here, I think let's also make sure that we chat about some graphic novels and comic books, being that we have a media specialist and an English teacher here. So without spending too much time talking about each one, um, let's pick our, our top three graphic novels. So we've got, you know, listeners who are, who have, who are into Batman who maybe know these, or maybe we've got listeners who are like, "Yeah, I like Batman," and they're thinking like, "You know, where can I, where can I scratch that itch to maybe get some reading material into?" Where, wh- what, which ones would you recommend? What are your favorites? Um, I know those two are those are two maybe different questions. So, what you would recommend and what your favorites are, but Rohan, yeah, so, what what are your favorites? So, um, definitely you got to go Batman Year One. That is like a great way to year like. One's great. That, it's like a, it's also a good one to recommend as well. Great way to jump into mm-hmm. like a Batman uh, story. It basically follows like a kind of a similar premise to uh, Pattinson's Batman. Uh, like similar concept. Like you know you have a, you have a very young Batman. He's still learning what it's like to be Batman. Uh, very 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 like the art style is great. You know Frank Miller killed it. Yeah, Frank Miller and like and it's just really fun. And then obviously. You gotta you gotta go with um, God. What am I? Well, how am I forgetting this? Uh, Dark Knight Returns. Uh, Dark Knight Returns. You know that's that is such a great story of a yeah. But it kind of like uh, Batfleck and this old veteran yeah. Batman. He's fought out so much stuff, and he basically ends up fighting everybody. It's so much fun. I and need he to fight Superman. He, he fights, fights Superman. Superman. Yeah, that's like the first. That's the first time they like really battle. Yeah. I need to reread it because, uh, hot take here, I hated it. Really? I think I think it was. Wow. I think it was hyped so much as like I mean, this is canon. You have to read it, and I. Oh, you know you what? read it later in life. Yes. Yeah. I, I read it okay. basically like 2017. Like I just uh, somehow I something kicked, and I just went on a 
spending spree on graphic novels <laughs> and and obviously like that was like I scoured every top ten list and was basically like, Yep, I'm getting this, getting it all uh, I just I totally understand the historical context of like the portrayal at the time and I appreciate the story for sure and I like I get the importance of it and I need to reread it. But I was so turned off by the news reporters. I knew you were gonna say that. I it was gonna drove say that. me nuts. Every and I, yeah, I understood the they were trying heads. to create a lot of yeah, the talking heads. Like I understand yeah. that was a lot of like the political commentary that they were going for and, and the media's portrayal and, and I know that, that it it had a purpose. And the exposition was important, but every time I turn a page, and as soon as I would see the whole panel of the talking heads, I'm like, "Enough with this! I get it. Like, it doesn't need to be constantly." It drove me nuts. Okay, well, you should definitely give it another read. I, I'll I, give it I, another try, but yeah. so I, I am split for third. I will give two. I will give well. One of them isn't really a graphic novel. One of them is just a whole storyline. But one yeah, of them, that's okay too. So graphic novel. Dark, darkest night, you know, Batman who laughs. It has such a, it had such a great build up, but the ending was just kind of meh. Like they had, okay. the, they had. So basically, for those that don't know, the story of Batman who laughs is in. So it's called the Dark Universe. So basically, assume that every negative action that happens in the regular multiverse happens in this dark multiverse. So think about a bunch of rogue Batmans, and then in one universe. In the in the dark multiverse, Batman and Joker have a final fight. Batman kills Joker, but Joker releases a Joker toxin on Batman, which slowly turns him like the. So he has the brains of Batman, but the insanity of Joker, which basically creates cool. the most insane supervillain of all time. And that's pretty cool. So he figures out multi-dimensional travel, obviously, because he's Batman, and he recruits all these Batman from the negative, from the from the dark multiverse, and basically wages war on the entire cosmos. It's so much fun to read. That's pretty cool. And the Pucci, char- what are your sorry, Ed Ron? Yeah, the character design for Batman versus uh, not Batman versus Superman, uh, uh, Batman who laughs, super cool, especially when they add the visor with the spikes. He is so cool. I got it. Like it's so much fun. I don't. I've never read it. I have to check it out now. That sounds very, very cool. Yeah, I've, I've read pieces of it. It's it is pretty cool. It's it's one of the the cooler like modern day takes. But another one I really like is the Injustice storyline. It's not inherently Batman. It's been the entire multiverse. But the Injustice storyline I find super interesting. Um, you know the whole story of Batman going evil, right? And, like, like the Joker ends up breaking Batman, right, to a certain extent. I mean, the, at least the version I saw of, like, The, the Killing Joke, uh, the animated mm-hmm. series, uh, Joker breaks Superman, and then Superman goes nuts and, like, basically turns the Earth into, like, a police state. Just kind of deals with, like, what happens when you break such a wholesome character like that, right? Because Lois is, like, his, like, weak point, right? Lois and his child. And what happens when you break such a nice person? So, which is a pretty cool the, concept, right? Because, yeah. like, if you're wholesome, the whole idea is you you cannot be broken. Bucci, what are your uh, what are your top three? Well, yeah, I was uh, just to go back to that for a second. It's the nature versus nurture argument, and I mm. love those stories. So, like for Superman, you know, there's Red Sun when he was Fantastic. his ship crashed in communist Russia. Oh, um, that was so much fun as well. Yeah, there's uh, Speeding Bullets, which is one of my favorites. And that's where um, Superman lands in Gotham, 
and is raised by Martha and um, Thomas don't, Kent. Don't uh, say Thomas, that name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Thomas Wayne, and like they, they and like so so he becomes Batman. Superman becomes Batman. That's uh, a really fun uh, Elseworld story. Um, of course, Night. It's called Speeding Bullets. Um, Nightfall. I love, which I mentioned before, because it's the breaking of the bat. And then all time favorite graphic novel of all time is Kingdom Come. Um, that came out in '96, and that's like the future. The first like time we see the future of the DC universe where Superman is in hiding because of uh, something that had happened. And, um, you know, Batman's also older. And it's the old superheroes basically having to come out of retirement because the new superheroes, the young kids are like out of control. Um, and it's just, oh man, it's just so, it's so great. It's, it's painted by Alex Ross. That gives me uh, like has some of the Watchmen vibes. You know, you have all these superheroes um, like coming out of retirement. Yeah. And like, yes. kind of like seeing what's going on. Have you read it? Have you read? I have not one? read Watchmen. I know like the basic premise. No, no, Kingdom Come. Oh, I'm not. Have read you Kingdom read Kingdom Come? Come? I have to. You have to. Yes, you have to. I will definitely. It has one of my favorite Batman moments of all time in it. Have you read it, Ancona? I haven't. I was actually just looking on Amazon to to try <sighs> to throw them in my cart. Can I borrow Speeding Bullets and Kingdom Come? Yes. Do you have them? Of course I do. I have multiple <laughs> copies of Kingdom Come. I have the absolute edition. Um, there are so many Easter eggs in Kingdom Come. It is it is one of the greatest stories. And it there's a there's a fight at the end with an older Superman fights Shazam. Okay. Um, as I can, I don't want to spoil any. It's okay. it is. And then the, the Batman moment. It's just building and building because he's reluctant to like come come help, and he's okay. kind of playing both sides. And it just brews to the end, and the end issue is just unbelievable. The, the panels, and it has, I'm telling you, it has one of my favorite Batman moments ever in it. Uh, my top three, uh, I guess if I had to choose, there's so many that are good. Long Halloween, I, I absolutely loved. I love the detective story. side of Batman, I think, maybe more than anything. Yeah. And I, I also love, kind of like Hush, the... But I like the storyline and the writing of Long Halloween better. I loved the uh, the the cameos of all the different villains in both Hush and Long Halloween. But I also loved that the focus was on the mob and on this detective story of trying to find out, you know, who killed. It, it, I that to me it, that's hands down my favorite. Court of Owls, which is newer. Love that! I thought that was fantastic. That's uh, my a fun story. Brother, oh, yeah, yeah, Court of It's Alice. such a terrific story. My, my yeah. brother-in-law is is huge into all of this too. I could have had him on this too. Um, <laughs> We'd never <laughs> get done. <laughs> no, seriously. And uh, and he he's been telling me basically that that's where they're that's where he's been reading that they're going with the Pattinson Batman. Next, oh yeah, yeah. The third Long one, Halloween. Uh, one it, of those two. Yeah. With Court of Owls, and then That'd and then the cool. final one, totally different. I don't even know if it's my favorite, but I've really just been digging them. Uh, Earth One, where it's just a reimagined version of all the things that happened. You know, Penguin is the mayor, and he's the reason that uh, he he's the one who killed Thomas and Martha. Um, oh, I haven't read that one. We have, we're going to have to trade tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, Earth, I Earth I One. Read Earth One. There, it's just a completely reimagined, you know, Batman, um, and it's so cool. Two Face. I don't want to spoil anything, but like, Two Face has a twin, 
and it's oh, that's interesting. It's okay. very and there's a psychological aspect to it. Like it's basically just totally revamped. Yeah, I mean, Long Halloween is definitely um, something that they took elements from uh, Year One, a Long Halloween. I can totally, oh, totally. see them bringing uh, uh, Court of Owls into the Pattinson yeah. universe. That'd be, oh, it fits perfectly, that'd right? Be it fits so perfectly. cool to see all of yeah. that. Oh, by the way, I, I'd be remiss as the librarian to not mention that I have I've been adding graphic novels to the library, and we have some of the titles we've mentioned. So if, if any of you out there listening are interested Ooh. in the Long Halloween, Nightfall, uh, Kingdom Come. I have, I have those. I'm too, we have them in the library. I'm one year the Dark Knight Returns. One yeah. year too late, Rowan. Totally <laughs> and, and, and others. Yeah, out. we got a whole slew of DC graphic novels and more well, coming. Well, as we're we're wrapping up here, the, you know, we can we can do a part two on this pretty easily. I think, right? Yeah. Rohan, what is your prescription to solve the DCU problem? Okay. How do you fix it? So. It all has to do with Zack Snyder. In like two minutes. So Zack Snyder. How would you fix it? So you have Man of Steel. Don't don't give us the Snyder Cut version yes. of how you would fix it. <laughs> so Four you have, hours later. So you have, you have um, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman. I'm just going to use Ultimate Edition because I liked Ultimate Edition better than the original one, which is the one released on HBO Max. I like the cut better. So just, they're, the, they're the same movie. It's not like there's major differences. But Batman, so Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and then you kind of create a di- you create a split. So there's a split between the Whedon universe and the um, uh, Snyderverse. So you have the so you have Justice League, right? Which is what I call the 2017 one, which spawns Aqu- Aquaman, um, you know, Wonder Woman, and eventually what's going what's going to lead up to Flash. So this is what's officially canon right now. But after Batman versus Superman, you have a split, right? The Snyderverse. So the Snyderverse is the one that's actually successful. So I believe they're going to end up with an Injustice t- storyline. Did you guys watch? You guys watched the Snyder Cut, I'm guessing, right? You guys saw the ending? Yeah. Like the- I haven't gotten to it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Vucci knows what I'm the, talking the, about. The length of it is what yeah. has <laughs> oh, been keeping me. So I watched it with my good. dad over it's a so course good. of like three it. days. So. <laughs> I love the that's Snyder what, Cut. That's what I've heard. People yeah, have said, yeah, just, just split it up over a couple, like, a couple of viewings, and, and it's really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah so, I happened to be sick the day it was released. Oh, so I oh was it's able perfect. To, to watch it. What a coincidence that was. So you have, <laughs> so you have the, no, you have the Snyder Cut. So it has like these very post-apocalyptic visions of, of like Superman going rogue. So basically, the Injustice storyline comes to be, but this happens in actually, so it's leading up so the Justice League timeline, what I think is going to happen is it's going to be an Injustice storyline. And the Flash movie, see, whenever you have like a bunch of convoluted storylines, you bring in a time traveler. Because a time traveler yeah. always fixes things, right? So yeah. you have a very convoluted timeline, you have a Flash movie coming up, and you have Batmans coming in. I think they're going to go retcon the Justice League to the Snyderverse and... The Snyderverse will be the exact same thing, but there's a lot of differences between the Justice League and Snyderverse. Like, Flash time traveling. He's learning to, like, because he knows how to time travel in this version. Like, he's very confident in his abilities. Because in the other one, he almost fails. But this one, he's very confident. He knows how to do it. He just runs around, runs around, runs around, runs around, and does it. And saves the world. He And the team actually works more cohesively in Snyder Cut versus Justice League. Which shows kind of shows like maybe this is like a repeat of the same event. So basically the way to fix it is finish Justice League, bring it in Justice Event, and retcon it to Snyder Cut. And that's the best way to do it. 
Okay. So that is. I just, I just think, I just, I just think they, it's a, it's a big sandbox. I think they should embrace the multiverse, and like, I think everything should be canon. You know, the the Christopher Reeves movies, yeah. they happened in that universe. Yeah, I mean, I think the Batman eighty nine universe, that's yeah. over that there. Should... You know, like, just everything is canon. And, but, and then yeah. one year, ten years from now, they can do a big crisis movie. And like all the universes come together. Yeah, so they, they, they is my pitch. They just fixed the, so they, yeah. as long as they fix the main timeline because you have two branches with the Snyderverse and the Justice League verse. So you just fix that retcon that, and then bring all of the DC properties into one extended. Like you have the Pattinson Batman, Keaton Batman, uh, like uh, the Schumacher Batmans, you know Val Kilmer and George Clooney, um, and you have all of them and the Joker, right? You have them all just as like one massive extended universe. Which could lead to like some crisis event, which here's, I like what here's my what said. here's my final thought on that, and I don't have a solution. Why does it have to all be connected? It doesn't. They can just be separate franchises, but connected through okay. a shared multiverse. Just like okay, kind of like how you have like different properties, but they kind of exist under the same name, like DC. You have a DC. I guess I just right. I guess I just keep thinking Marvel in a way like ruined it for. Um. Any type of like, yeah, because now it's like <laughs> everything, if everything has, to, has be to be connected, yeah, and it's like everything has to branch off and branch off, and you've got this family tree that's like going to be seventy generations from <laughs> Iron Man at a certain point. Where right. I mean, I get, I get that there's a lot of really cool writing that goes on with that, and a lot of cool creativity, but I don't know. For me, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I mean, they could I'm, just be reboots. I'm, I'm burnt out of Marvel, which is really weird because I've been. Like ever since yeah. I saw Avengers, I've been like, I love Marvel. But then you know, Phase Four has you not one been, phase. That's it. Phase, phase yeah. Four has not been hitting as hard yeah. as like Phases One to Three have. Rohan, Mr. Bucci, cannot thank you guys enough for doing this. I, I love Batman so much. He is my favorite superhero of all time. Let's definitely circle back and do a Marvel one. I feel like that'd be a lot of fun too. Until next time, stay safe, stay hungry. I'm Batman. <laughs>